Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast brought to you by On Location. I am your host, Kate Majik. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. My co-host, Marcus Mosier, joins me here. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. We come to you ahead of a big week 14 slate, but of course, not, not, uh, we, we got to talk about the elephant in the room, Marcus. It's big, What's that? big yellow and black elephant. And I, I thought about today, Kate, anytime I had like a good point on the show, like I, I made a, a solid take or whatever, just to like take five seconds and like make a little first down gesture. Uh, <laughs> like, just to uh, take yeah, that I think the time that's the, the biggest takeaway, like takeaways <laughs> from uh, football, uh, the Vikings defense, not good. Uh, prevent defense is stupid. Um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, uh, it really is. More um, takeaways. Chase Claypool has no football IQ. And Dalvin Cook is a psychotic freak. He's 27 amazing. carries for 205 yards and two touchdowns. Also, one reception for 17 yards. It got a, just a huge workload in this game, 11 days after dislocating his shoulder. I mean, we can talk about him, but I actually think the bigger story here, Kate, is Justin Jefferson. There is a world in which they play that game again, and he scores like five touchdowns. I think that was the most – actually, I, I think – I know that was the game when he had the most end zone targets of his career and ended up with one touchdown. There was five different drives where he touched the ball in the end zone with at least one hand, and he was only able to come up with one touchdown. So I, we don't know how long Adam Thielen's going to be out. It's a, it sounds like a high ankle injury, but he saw – Justin Jefferson saw 15 targets in this game in a game which they were leading – Basically, what the entire way, he's going to be an absolute star for your fantasy teams as we go into the playoffs, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the I mean, the absence of Adam Thielen just provides so much of those end zone opportunities, and that's exactly what came to fruition there in prime time. Listen to this: over the last five weeks, Justin Jefferson is on a ridiculous pace. Five games, all right. He would be on pace for. 125 receptions, 2,099 receiving yards, and 13 touchdowns. That is so incredible. Like, a season, is, right? like a, we forget that this guy is in his second year in the yeah. league. He is only 22 years old. Like, yeah, if you need incredible. more of an argument for him as your wide receiver one, I, I think that's it. That's your whole argument. He's putting up Cooper Cup numbers, right? Yeah, and Cooper Cup's an old man. <laughs> This is just yeah, Cooper Cup is ridiculous. I just want to keep saying that on every show. I don't know why he's the dynasty community hates him. I know actually I know why. It's because he's old. We're uh, ageist. Well, yeah, we are ageist. Um, yeah, I, I think Justin Jefferson continues to solidify his spot as wide receiver one. He's maybe not as flashy as uh Jamar Chase or people he's not he doesn't have the same build as DK Metcalf or somebody like that, but I, I just think I trust him more than anybody else. Give him the crown. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, we should talk about the Steelers. Uh, Najee actually ended up turning this into a pretty good game for him, considering the game script was absolutely awful, right? 20 carries for 94 yards and a touchdown, 
three receptions for 10 yards and a touchdown. I actually think this is one of his better rushing games of his career. Like he ran hard. There was a couple of times where he was hit two or three yards behind the backfield and ended up getting a first down when he had no business doing so. I, I thought he played really well. Uh, absolutely. Um, I think this was a really nice just statement game because I feel I like the Steelers looked like they were uh, just clocked out. They, they, you know, before they took off and randomly scored 29 points, everybody looked a bit defeated, but I think it was Najee Harris that just kept grinding. And I feel like mm-hmm. uh, his, it just, it's Najee Harris's spirit. I, I love Najee Harris, um, but his ability to gain yards after contact, his strength on the field, and you also saw him make, uh, you know, a, a very like nice catch for a crucial first down mm. there with uh, like just the game online. Uh, Najee Harris is, I think, uh, deservingly top three dynasty running back. Yeah, we've talked about this in the last couple of shows, right? Like we both have Jonathan Taylor as number one. And then it's really a I think it's DeAndre Swift deserves to be in the conversation Najee absolutely deserves to be in there as well. I think you can make an argument that Najee's two or four. I mean, just kind of depends on what you value, but he's absolutely, absolutely stud. But I got this is what he does. Like, let me just point out, like, this is ugly offense, Najee Harris. Could you imagine what he would do if there was a capable play calling, if there was any sort of offensive line? Like, there was no blocking in this game for uh, any moment in time it was you're not saying absolutely Matt atrocious a capable play caller what like what would he do on a good <laughs> with a good offensive line yeah i agree with you um i got two more players to just talk to you really quickly about in this game um stay with the steelers uh james washington four for 65 and a touchdown on six targets i don't think you're probably going to start him at, at all the rest of the season but he's an interesting like deep dive dynasty guy because he's a free agent after this year he has to be traded so my my gut tells me he's probably not coming back next year kate he's going to want to go somewhere where he can get more playing time but anytime that he's been in the lineup he's produced so i think on the right team with the right amount of snaps he could be somebody who could give you wide receiver three value i actually really like that he's a big play guy like that's his signature move throw the ball up in the air, uh, give him an opportunity to make a play on the ball. And he usually comes down with a touchdown when he's given the opportunity. I love that. I I think that's a great buy low. The other one, just quickly before we move on, is KJ Osborne. Now, this is back-to-back games that he scored a touchdown with Adam Thielen out of the lineup. 16 total targets over the last two weeks. Uh, Again, probably somebody that you're not starting, although he is averaging 65 yards in those two games. But um, just a little bit of an interesting deep dive player, right? Only 24 years old. He's been in this offense for, for two years now. I'm just keeping an eye on him. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, while he's this low on the totem pole, like he's ingrained as this team's wide receiver three, but with Adam Thielen out of the lineup, he's got a lot of opportunities. Would you feel comfortable starting him in your fantasy playoffs? That's the biggest question. They've got the bears Rams and then the Packers coming up. I don't think you can trust him here on out, though he's been very serviceable to you this far. I'm glad that you brought up the fantasy playoffs because I want to talk about some strategy for the playoffs because I know at least a lot of my leagues, they start next week. 
you guys might have some leagues out there where they start this week. So we want to give you some just general strategy going into these games. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about On Location. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away. And On Location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL, is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, and food by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That is onlocationexp.com slash SB56. Also, I want to tell you guys about Bilt Bar. You know Bilt Bar. It's absolutely fantastic. I had somebody come up to me this week that I wouldn't think would ever listen to a podcast of mine. And they said, hey, Marcus, I was listening to your show. Uh, and I ordered some Bilt Bars for my son. And he absolutely loves them. So that was fantastic. Did he say what flavor? Yeah. I mean, he he got the um, the coconut brownie chunk, which is my personal favorite. So it just made me feel great. But Bilt Bars are for everybody. They've got just real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Kate, let's talk about the playoffs. Um, I actually asked you a question pre-show, is, and I'm curious to hear your answer, but how do you deal with players going into the playoffs that have missed time? So – for an example, we'll just use the Titans because everybody's injured there. Julio Jones was activated off the IR list this week. He might play this week. He might not, but he should be back next week. A.J. Brown on the injured reserve list could come back next week. And then Derrick Henry, there's been some rumors that maybe week 17, week 18, he comes back. Do you just instantly trust these studs and put them back into your lineup? Or do you have to kind of do, use some discretion here? I think you have to use some discretion. Um, so let me go back to one of your first players that you mentioned, AJ Brown. Through 10 active games, he was averaging 12.7 PPR points a game. And that's with a 27-point performance and a 31-point performance to offset some of those negative games. He's performed as a wide receiver three in 70% of his active games this year. So like my question uh, generally when I'm trying to make this decision is what is the upside and is that upside worth the low ceiling for me? I, I don't think AJ Brown has had that upside this season. I know he hasn't been healthy, but wide receiver three, he's, he's killed you some weeks. He's really, really hurt your lineups, not even putting up 10 points on the board. Um, and six out of his 10 weeks active, Jeez. that kills you. That will kill your week. I don't think the upside is high enough there for me uh, to make that consideration. But sometimes when the, the matchup is juicy, it's tempting. What about somebody like Antonio Brown, who missed some time with it, was in an ankle injury, I believe, and then he got suspended. But the belief is that he'll be 100% when he comes off the suspension. Is that somebody that you would trust in week 17 in the playoffs? Uh, yes. Yes, actually. I know we shouldn't say and, the word trusted Antonio Brown together, but we just did. Yes. Weird sentence, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, like, let me, let me show you the difference between Antonio Brown. Um, the thing that like gives me a little bit more confidence with this guy, as opposed to, um, you know, a 
an AJ Brown is that a, we've seen the upside this season B we've seen what he can do. Like just walking into this offense with uh, no practice time. Like mm-hmm. he steps into this offense and he's immediately uh, involved. It's not like he eases his way back in. We've seen him go from zero to 60 in this offense. And I feel comfortable with that week 17. Antonio Brown gets the jets. How do you not want to start yeah. that? Yep. I, I, I kind of agree with you. I think that one, because he's had so much time off, I think it makes sense. I'm going to give you another one. All right. Darren Waller, not expected to play this week, but he's listed as day-to-day, could play next week. Do you play like Darren Waller over, let's say you had Tyler Higby in your lineup, or on your team, who was 5 for 40 last week. Do you just instantly insert Waller back into your spot? This one's actually a little bit harder, and it really shouldn't be. Uh, but Darren Waller's been super... Um, like, I, I don't want to say disappointing, uh, because he's still produced for your season, but we have not gotten the PPR value out of Darren Waller as we all no. expected, but he's another one of these guys that I think the ceiling at the tight end position is just generally so low that even Darren Waller in his worst week still, you know, probably finishes as a tight end sure. one. Like, um, he's still better than most, even at his worst. He's a guy that I will slate up. Um, his upcoming schedule, he's got the Chiefs, Browns, Denver Broncos. Um, uh, as you mentioned, don't think he'll be there for the Chiefs, but uh, I, I think you you slot him back in uh, pretty immediately. I think if he's healthy enough to be there, um, he's a guy that I would trust. Uh, I got another question for you about the playoffs. Um, how do you handle upside versus floor because when you're playing in this game these games are you just trying to have the highest potential ceiling possible or are you going to play guys in your lineups that like are guaranteed in the ppr league 12 points it's just a rock solid 12 points i know he's not going to win the league for me but it's better than having a two-point week from let's say a, a little bit streakier of a receiver how do you handle that my general philosophy i try to get a little bit of both i try to get Uh, A couple of those assets that I know are just going to pave the way, um, set the foundation for your team so that they, you know, you have a relatively safe floor. Kind of crazy. One of the names that comes to mind for me in these fantasy playoffs is Hunter Renfro. Like, I think he's going to be one of these guys. Yeah. He's going to be one of the foundations, I think, to a a championship roster in the least Mm -hmm. sexy way possible. Um, Like, the hairline of your championship roster won't be looking too strong but hey we got we got hunter renfro he's gonna set he's gonna set the table there um but i I think you have to do a couple of these little uh building blocks but i mean generally speaking my philosophy when you're in the fantasy playoffs it's it's go big or go home Mm -hmm. that is that is literally the time you need to capitalize on your upside here you that's what that's what you're here for. That's what we're here for. Uh, you save, uh, you know, I like at a gym. You know, when I'm doing, I know I got a uh, an all out coming up. You know, uh-huh. all out effort. I save a little bit of juice for the end. That's what I save my juice for. Uh, it, it's it's all about upside for me in the playoffs because it, that's that's what we're here for, right? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I've got one more question about the playoff strategy. Um, <laughs> 
it, do you just not talking injury, but just guys that maybe have underperformed a little bit? Do you ride your studs, or are you looking for guys that have really good matchups that you could exploit? For example, I have a league at running back. It's a two running back, you know, start league where I have Saquon Barkley, Cordero Patterson, and James Conner. It seems like you have to start Saquon Barkley because you invested so much, but is that necessarily the case? Uh, I, I think you take a look at matchups in that circumstance. Generally speaking, I am a start your studs kind of person. Like I, I well, what if I your stud very, has a bit of stud? That's, that's exactly the problem. Um, yeah. but he hasn't been a stud. Um, so if there's a nice playoff schedule in the picture for them in the coming season, uh, I think you consider putting them in your lineup, but at this point in the season, like Saquon Barkley is not a must start. He's had a couple of really strong games mm -hmm. um, to close out the season. They've got the Cowboys, Eagles, and Bears. Like the Bears in week 17, I like. I, I don't think that it's an un unstoppable matchup, but like that's not a game I'm projecting lots of scoring for. I'm not going to project Saquon Barkley to have lots of goal yep. line opportunities. Their quarterback isn't healthy. This is a situation where I think you do have to roll with Connor because he has been the one that's actually performed and he did so even with, with Chase Edmonds in the lineup. I agree with you. It just seems really weird. If you would have told me Kate, at the beginning of the year, Hey, you're going to be starting Cordero Patterson and James Connor <laughs> over Saquon Barkley and Barkley's healthy. He, I never would have believed it. Actually, I would have believed it with Cordero because he's a star. I he's he's always been the stud. Uh, all right, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Stance. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of the pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself, register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Just use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a less uh, of a life less ordinary with Stance. All right, let's do some promotion commotion because this is a crazy week. Uh, who are some guys, Kate, that you're considering promoting from either deep on your bench or on the waiver wire into your starting lineup. All right. So I do want to preface this by saying that uh, I wish we would have had this podcast last night because I think we should have seen uh, maybe James Washington coming as a potential sure. uh, boom play here uh, just due to the matchup, due to the fact that uh, the Minnesota Vikings have been allowing so much to the mm -hmm. wide receiver position. Um I really wish we had that opportunity to to try to get him in here, uh, but we we do not. Um, That's right. We could say go start James Washington. Would you have ever felt comfortable promoting him into your active lineup? James Washington, no, but KJ Osborne, yes, just because I think there was going to be more targets. I don't think we could have anticipated Clay, Chase Claypool getting benched in the first quarter. Well, I think we might have to anticipate that moving forward, just given <laughs> just given the situation, because uh, things are not pretty there yeah. uh, for Chase Claypool. Uh, otherwise, let's let's talk about maybe some some really gross names like uh, 
I don't know, maybe some Jacksonville Jaguars. What do we, what do we oh, think about yes. some Jacksonville Listen, Jaguars? Laquan Treadwell is not even gross anymore. He's a must start. <laughs> I do think Laquan Treadwell will have a nice position. They're going up against Tennessee, allowing the most fantasy points to the wide receiver position throughout the season. Um, you know, I, I think this is going to be, uh, you know, a closer matchup. Like Tennessee is not the, the good team that I think uh, they – project themselves to be uh, with their record, but uh, they're not allowing like a ton of yards, but they are allowing touchdowns. And I think yep. the opportunity will be there um, for Laquan Treadwell. All right. Uh, two Jets receivers. You go from Jacksonville, I'll raise you the Jets, uh, Jamison <laughs> Crowder and Keelan Cole. So Elijah Moore sounds like he's probably going to miss this week. At least that's the latest report that I saw. Corey Davis out for the year with a, a core uh, injury. Jameson Crowder, like we just we know he's a good football player. And whenever he plays, he gets a ton of targets. Uh, last week, four catches for 62 yards. Uh, last season was pretty productive, 700 yards and six touchdowns. I think he's almost a lock to get you 10 PPR points. And then there's Keelan Cole, who's also just a really underrated player. I, I If you needed somebody, I, I think both of those guys are good options. Uh, I actually love this. Keelan Cole has been a guy that I just – I've loved watching play football. Mm-hmm. Just – in general, I think he's been a really fun guy to watch. Um, how about this one also doesn't feel super great, but uh, let's go to the Titans. I'm not sure. Obviously, we don't know uh, certainly if we're going to see uh, Julio Jones in the the active lineup. Would you feel comfortable starting any of these wide receivers here um, just on the, the whim uh, that they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars who have been allowing the eighth most fantasy points to the wide receiver position this season. No. 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 <laughs> I mean, it was it's Golden Tate maybe this week a little bit. It's uh, no. I just that passing offense is so gross. Sorry. The rushing offense is so gross. The Titans I, their are whole gross, team. Folks. I don't understand how this team is 8 and 4. It's so weird that they're they could potentially be like the one or two seed in the conference. It's it literally so it is uh what's that uh what's that show where they're like the points don't matter um uh whose line is that is it anyways yes yes the the titans are literally the spokespeople for who whose line is it anyway but i do want to give a shout out uh nick i don't i don't even know how to pronounce his name um so like excuse me for this poor pronunciation probably nick westbrook ikeen do we mm-hmm. do we know that's uh how you pronounce yeah, I it? Think it i think that's it yep um i i think he does potentially have some upside here uh eight targets six targets over the last two weeks um had a 100 yard performance didn't do you any favors last week only had two catches for 25 yards but he did get the score to save your day um depending on the status of julio jones i would keep an eye on this guy because i do think uh the matchup is at least right against the jacksonville jaguars uh they should be able to find some breathing room in the passing game last one for you kate Taysom Hill. Uh, I know he's probably owned in your leagues after a big fantasy game last week, but he's dealing with mallet finger. They play uh, the Jets this week in New York. I I don't know how much success he's going to have throwing the ball. I mean, I don't know if the finger injury even matters too much, but he's just such a good runner. So would you feel comfortable starting him this week? Yes. And as an extension, I want to give a shout out to Nick Vanette, tight end for the New Orleans Saints, uh, who is probably going to start in some of my uh, really gross dynasty leagues where I don't have a stud wide receiver. 
Um, he's a bit widely available. Uh, you have Deontay Harris, who's been just a, the lead guy for the Saints, uh, officially out for a three-game suspension. The matchup against the Jets is absolutely perfect. Um, I think Nick Vanette could actually put up some points in this one, and my bet is that he finishes as a tight end one this week. I like it. Former Steeler. You always have to end the show with a, a Steeler <laughs> reference, right? Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday. If you guys are in your fantasy playoffs, good luck. We're rooting for you. Uh, if you if you have a great week, come back and listen to the show on Monday. If you lose, come back and listen to the show on Monday. We'll be talking about <laughs> next season already. So uh, that's the great thing about the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast. You can follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Good luck in week 14, and we'll see you next time. Bye, y'all.